As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, my name is Saki and welcome back to another episode of the Foxy and Squid Show. And I, what is this? I'm sorry, I was having technical difficulties before the show, like I posted on Twitter. But back to the main issue of the problem, or whatever this is. Say hi, Squiddy. You know, you well, you have a very interesting week when you hear stories about pubic hair, anal douching versus an enema, and you wake up with breastbone pain. Okay, right. You, again, this is Squiddy with his wonderful, whatever that was. Um, we have an interesting show for you today. I'm sure you guys are wondering, where's the drawing? Um, there is no drawing, because I'm trying to cut costs and actually try to, you know, save. So I decided, why not play a game? I was going to play Dead by Daylight, like I posted on Twitter, but... That didn't work out the way I wanted to because, well, I have to actually listen to the game in order to actually escape the monster. And since I'm doing this, I can't really listen, right? I can't listen for my heartbeat or for a survivor's gasps of sweet life. See, oh. this is why you're very, <laughs> you should always be very careful about what you post on Twitter and or say on recording. I may or may not potentially have something shoved in my face, but you'll find out probably in a couple of months. Right. So, um, I'm playing Lightning Returns Final Fantasy 13. I stayed up until... I played until 8, and then I stayed up until like 6.30 in the morning trying to defeat this boss. But um, most likely I'm going to have to restart this game. But like a new plus scenario. Don't worry about it. But um, in the meantime, I have wonderful El Eric to help me out. So, we're going to start off with some interesting news that's actually um, not recent news, but it's kind of like an update and a rather reveal of disturbingness. Um, Derek Rose 
is in a suit with a woman called Jane Doe. Now, she hasn't released her name only because she wants to protect her identity, obviously. It's understandable. Um, but Jane Doe is filing a civil lawsuit against Derek Rose for allegedly um, participating in a gang rape with his friends as well as himself. Um, the suit is not old. It was actually in 2015, August. I forgot the exact date, but um, Jane Doe actually put the suit in. And what happened was many reporters kind of shrugged it off in a sense. That or it was not so public, I guess you could say. Not so public. Try not public at all. And, in fact, some reporters, I know I was listening to Dan Lebitard today, he actually stated that when the report came out, um, he thought that the woman was just going for money grabbing. But it actually turns out that she actually got bank raped. Um, the evidence is actually proven, as well as Derek Rose's own statement. So, um, I first want to start off with, Eric, do you know a little bit about what's going on with Mr. Rose? Admittedly, I haven't been able to read up too much on this because I am just learning about this bombshell last night. But I am looking through and going back all the way to articles dating back in July, pointing out to other articles in May, and I'm reading things about settlement, and I'm like, eee. Well, there is a. I'm going to say this now. There is a very terrible joke that I could use involving what is actually a poignant line out of the movie Training Day, but just no. Even I have limits. Well, what's interesting? What I found interesting, especially about um, this whole thing, um, I didn't actually even know until it was part of a Twitter moment. And I believe it was like this weekend, if I'm not mistaken, uh, probably Friday. And the problem what I found was that literally the next day, it was no longer there. And I went ahead and, and before the show today, I actually tried to do a um, some research. Mm-hmm. And the only report that was there was the report that I retweeted. So if you guys want to look at what that report said exactly, you can check out my um, Twitter timeline. It's on a website called thinkprogress.org. And I like how the, how it goes into detail. The sad part about this, though, is that there isn't a lot of reports on what's going on. In fact, um, it's almost like it's not happening at all. So what do you say about about that, Eric? That it's literally, like, it's not even happening, honestly. Like, people are not really looking at it as they should. Well, I think, unfortunately, with all of the recent incidences of sexual assault, assault and how it's been approached on the news, going back to Bill Cosby and the recent in my opinion, travesties of the justice system to where, oh, you have these two high school or college students each going on trial for sexual assault, rape, what have you, and only getting either probation or just a few months. It's very discouraging for women to report. 
it's very, in a sense, discouraging for it to be reported on the news because there's going to be so much backlash. And unfortunately for Jane, she saw her best option is to go through the civil process, which gets even less coverage. So it's just something that especially now you have an election year, the news is taking hits just for their reporting on just about anything. They are really trying to shy away from it, which if any news organization wants any credibility, they shouldn't. Well, so check this out, though. I understand the media aspect of it. Um, like I said, when this first came out, I'm pretty sure um, many reporters saw this as like a money grab, I guess you could say. Um, in fact, Dan Lebitar, like I said today in his show, he even mentioned that um, when this report came out, he didn't understand why she didn't go through the um, criminal lawsuit, uh, sorry, criminal suit instead of a civil, um, you know, vice versa. Right. And um, what I find really interesting, though, that as this is coming out, um, Derek Rose's team, attorney of teams or team of attorneys, they're actually trying to really have the media not cover it. Um, and not only cover it, but if they do end up covering it, that Rose comes out in a better light. Um, what do I mean by that? Well, for example, they want her name, instead of being Jane Doe, her, Jane Doe, her actual name out, um, because they feel like that that um, will allow her, I guess, slut-shaming. I, I, to really put it best, that's what's what they're trying to do as part of the defense. Um and what I find so interesting, though, is that I want to read you a quote from what he was being asked. And I want to see what you think of it. All right. Um, let me see if I can find the quote. Okay. Um, let's see. Okay. Derek Rose quotes, I said, we men, you can assume, like we leaving to go over to someone's house at one, there's nothing to talk about. Now, as a man, Eric, you know that I come to you for many reasons in regards to relationships, right? Right, right. What would you say about this quote? I mean, first of all, I understand where Derek Rose comes from, but if you're going to say something like this in public... Could you do us a favor and use the Queen's English so that way I can at least understand it better? Number one. But in attempting to translate it the best that I can, yes, if you're going over to a woman's house at one o'clock in the morning, there's nothing to talk about. Well, we as guys know, once you get past a certain time of night, if we make a phone call or if we receive a phone call and we're getting up and going anywhere, it's only for a handful of things, be it sex, alcohol, drugs, whatever. There's only certain things to where we're motivated to get out of bed. However, mm-hmm. even with all of that, respect if this is just a side piece a booty call, whatever, 
there still has to be some sort of modicum of respect, consent, some sort of prior agreement, so that way there's no chance of even thinking of ending up in a situation like this. Somehow, somewhere, some agreement was violated. Well, then... Because what, what the report also says is that she was drunk. Let's put it that one. Let's first start off with that. But mm-hmm. there's also... Because this is another thing as well. He had a relationship with her before she filed the suit and then she broke up with him. Or sorry, he broke up with her. My, my apologies. So there's that one factor. But then I see how he's answering to the questions he's being asked. So I'm going to read to you from straight from the article. It says, Also in June 2013, Rose asked Doe to bring a friend along with her to visit him. She did, but as he clearly states, the two did not consent to group sex. And he says, Oh, I wanted her to bring a friend for a threesome. And the question is, did she? Rose answers, No. I mean, she brought her, yeah. The question uh, is, And did you try to have a threesome with her? Rose says, I didn't, I don't think it played out that way. No, I didn't try. Then the next question is, plaintiff wouldn't consent to any sort of sexual activity with her friend. Isn't that right? Rose says, yeah. And then here in the article, it says later in the deposition, Rose flat out denies ever having group sex with though, because every time he pushed the issue, she would refuse. And then it goes on to say that she refused every time um, he tried to push for for any type of group sex or whatnot. whatnot. Now, my my thing here is that I feel he's kind of like incriminating himself. Mm -hmm. In fact, um, okay, let's see. Okay, so Rose sends multiple messages in regards to pushing her to do sexual actions. Um, I can't really read the quotes because they are kind of graphic. So unfortunately, you will have to look up the article yourself. Yeah, if you send me the particular articles, I mean, granted, I may be able to use my savvy to try to decipher them, but... mm. (laughs) I just think that there's more to this than um, what... Both sides are trying to say. I'm not saying that Jane Doe isn't um, isn't a victim, because as you and I both well know, there is many celebrities that abuse their status and think that it's a one way ticket to getting any sexual pleasure they want. Oh, absolutely. And like you said, we have had celebrities, um, and actually, in one case, Bill Cosby. Who is actually going? Who actually went to trial today? He's already started his trial proceeds. Um, who actually did abuse? Um, so we say, or so we think. And um, there has been many times where the victims have either just stayed silent or have been bought into silence. So I look at this and I say to myself, "Well, okay." Um, if I give Rose the benefit of the doubt, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear him say, oh, 
because we men, you know what we got to do. Or like, you know, we, we're men. What do you think we're going to do at one o'clock in the morning going to someone's house? Yeah, but that's still... It's still... You know, it's, it's, it's No, it's no. I am not condoning it because, yes. But it's fishy. I get the mentality. It's fishy. Do you, do you say fishy. it's fishy the way he puts it? Mm-hmm. And if I were him and I was his team of attorneys, I would have smacked him up the head and said, what the hell were you thinking? Oh, yeah. Because... This doesn't, that honestly tells me that something did happen that night. Now the question becomes is what, whether she did consent to it or not. And I think that's what comes down to it. And in fact, the article actually points it out. This is the, the, the portion that many people have to look at and say, well, did she consent or didn't she? She was drunk at that, at that, at the time. It is, and then comes the legal question of, is she still cons- still able to consent, or is she not able to consent at all? And so, in a lot of these cases, because of legal precedent, mm-hmm. the answer is usually no. Of course, it, uh, and I agree that if she's drunk, nobody in their right mind, and this is not just for women only; it's for men too. Mm-hmm. Nobody in their right mind, after they drunk, in fact, her alcohol level was—I will tell you now. Point two zero, which was two point five times the legal driving limit. You tell me. You know, I, I I say to myself, well, she was just drunk out of her mind. She was. She probably was incoherent. She probably she, was. she probably must have felt a lot of different it emotions because, from what I understand, also she has had a trouble relationship with Rose. You know, so. She must have had many things on her mind, and she could not consent. Uh, that is my that is my opinion on that matter. So then I look at this and I say, well, you know, what what's going to happen from here? And with the way that it's been, pro- been progressing, that there's not a lot of media attention, I do feel like this is not going to turn out very good for her. It, it's really not, and especially once her name is out there, unfortunately, because of how society portrays these cases, it's never good. Because um, all of these reporters are going to ask these same questions that you are, and they're going to ask the questions about, oh, you were drunk, oh, you were in a relationship, blah, 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 blah. As you described it, slut-shaming. Not only that, I'm reading the text messages. Again, I can't really read these because they are um, a bit explicit. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's it, but I feel really sorry for her because just the fact that... um his attorneys are not pushing to protect him, but rather create a, um, or rather damage his, his, uh, sorry, her image. Um, I feel like she's not going to come out with, you know, satisfied or happy with anything, anything that's going to go, that's, that's going to happen from this. Um, you actually brought up a good point, um, which kind of leads me to the next thing in the news and the headlines about Brock Turner. Do you know who Brock Turner is, Eric? Oh, that name is ringing a bell. I believe that's one of the cases that I had mentioned, that uh, very, very light sentencing after a sexual assault conviction. Yes, Brock Turner, um, I believe it was Stanford. Yep, the Stanford swimmer. Yes, he was sentenced, he was convicted of raping a girl, but he was sentenced to six months in jail. Now he was released last week, I want to say. Yes, after only doing three months. After only doing three months. Now, mind you, the judge of that of that case is um, has resigned and gone to civil lawsuits, which is good because he don't need to be in anything of criminal if that's what he's going to be giving. Um, if that's the kind of sentences he's going to be giving, especially to some to such a crime. That is that is horrendous like that and at that level. Right. And but then I see, I find out that he does have to register to a sex offender list. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying that the six months was enough. In fact, I think that was a horrible decision and a horrible error. And in, if it only shows, goes to show that white privilege is at its best. Um, however... Him registering as a sex offender is probably the most fitting punishment that um, I can think of as, as he supposedly has his freedom. And I'm pretty sure why you're asking me that, Eric. And uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious, but I'm waiting to hear you out. <laughs> well, I say this because granted he may have white privilege. But mm-hmm. so many people know his name now. So many people know what he looks like. Mm-hmm. He's required by law to report that he is a sex offender wherever he goes from now on. And mm-hmm. when I mean wherever he goes, if he wants to get an apartment, if he wants to get a job, if he wants to start a, um, start school. I look at this... And again, I'm not saying that, you know, like I could always be wrong because, well, this is life. But there are so much problems, so many problems that he's going to be facing mm-hmm. while he's on this side of the bars. That he would he might be thinking he might be thinking maybe later, I want to say three months from now, that he should have stayed in behind bars instead. Well, true. And unfortunately... 
I have to say I speak from a little bit of experience in having someone in my family who is a registered offender. And it's never a pleasant experience, especially states like around our neck of the woods, Florida, Georgia, that are cracking down where you have to live, where you can go, where you can work, your mugshot being on the Internet, easily being searchable, all of this on your record. Yes, that is extremely damning. And I will agree to the extent that, in this case, the punishment fits the crime because you had an incredibly bright future ahead of you, and now that's all gone. You're going to struggle to get a job. You're going to struggle to get an apartment. You're going to struggle to get credit. All of these struggles is because any employer can do a Google search on you And this is the first thing that they're going to see. Mm, Sorry about your luck, but you've got to lay on this bed of nails. Mm -hmm. Um, And you say Google search, but so many people, again, have watched his story and have already cried outcast. Let's let's face it. Here in this generation, in this time of age, we are so politically correct, it's not even considered a joke anymore. And I know, for example, like, if I was to take my class of 2016 that I graduated with, mm-hmm. if I was to take every one of those classmates I had and showed him, showed and took, brought um, Turner right in, and placed him right in front of them, I can tell you he would not survive. At all. <laughs> and that says a lot because not everybody knows him. They've never met him, but everybody already knows him. Of just by not. just by what they they're seeing. So it's like that it's like how a lot of people were saying um when Casey Anthony got acquitted and whatnot, she mm-hmm. went through so much stuff, like so much shit pretty much mm-hmm. that she could not be anywhere without being recognized to the point where she had to change herself, like, completely. So I look at this with Brock Turner, and I feel the same way. He's he's not going to escape this. And the fact that he's even on a sex offender's list is going to be worse for him. Yeah, and again, as part of being that list, guess what? Anytime you see your name, you're in that local database or in the national database. Your mugshot is right there. So just when you think that you can move to a place where you have some sort of anonymity, no, you don't. Because mm-hmm. even though there are people that didn't watch the trial, there's a lot more people who will look on their phone, do some sort of background check, ding, that pops up. Then what? Um... All I gotta say that about that is, um, in regards to what the Ro- what the Rose was Rose story was all about, um, even to this day, some people think, unfortunately, that it was the victim's fault. And the problem with rape is that it's never the victim's fault. Not whatsoever. Because rape is not just about sexual pleasure. It's it. In fact, I think. I think there's a t- statistic, and I don't want to say the number in fear that I may be corrected very strongly and never, and never live again, probably. But um, 
rape is very focused on the control and power that comes from from it. And it's hard for victims to fight fight something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's even harder when people don't understand that rape is not is more than just a sexual pleasure. Exactly. I mean in if you look at the definition, it's more of the lack of pleasure and you can show all of the different the textbook emotions there's even occurs like different biomechanics during the act itself and it's just how can anyone experience pleasure in that kind of a situation by definition it's impossible and on top of everything like that you have that I- that that idea you also have such harsh backlash and i think we all know that on the internet i think the worst of people come out oh yes the worst Boy, of is people, that an understatement the worst of people come out and then you have the prob- then you have the issue of how are you going to defend something or or defend from something that you can't even see like if i was for example, Jane Doe, I can't fight anybody that's trying to tell me, listen, uh, or rather, or rather not listen, um, they're slut-shaming me. I can't fight them face-to-face. I'm pretty sure if you had said that to my face, I would have told you off. And not only that, probably told you a little bit more. Ah, dang it, I died again. <laughs> it's, it's a little hard trying to go back and forth here, but... Um, if someone's slushing me in my face, it's going to be easier for me to actually fight back because it, that person's right in front of me. But for someone like a person just saying those things online, I can't fight back. I can't do that. I can't say to that person, hey, knock it off, or I'm going to make you knock it off. And The famous internet tough guys. The trolls. Yeah, they go by very names, but they just sit there behind their keyboard doing whatever, having everybody feel miserable because they're probably miserable about their own pathetic lives. Not our fault. <laughs> it's still sad either way. Like I, I, I really wish that humanity would give a little bit more understanding than than what is being what's going on now um you know and and not only that not everything is black and white either and i think that's another problem as well that not everything is like that and you're gonna have such such tough times trying to defend something but also knowing that you like it's like i once i heard some one time that someone said um it has to be either black or white. It can never be in the middle. If you like dogs, you have to hate cats. If you like cats, you have to hate dogs. Like, it's it's never one or the other. Nope. And that's terrible because life is not like that. I think we can all agree that life is not at all in the middle or gray space. Well, but that's just it. It's actually the opposite because life 
is 1% black, 1% white, 98% all of the shades of gray in between. Unfortunately, people, be it through bastardization of the media, proliferation of the internet, and how quickly we can get information and try to form our opinions, our attention spans, etc., etc., people no longer see it that way. People only have to accept one certain set of dogma, or that's it. And, unfortunately, it's that acceptance of dogma that gets us into the situation where we're in right now. Um, let's try to get into some lighter topics, right? Right? What do you say? What do you say? Hey, works for me, cause ooh, boy. Oh, oh, I'm, I have a decoy! Yay! I forgot I put a decoy. <laughs> I'm sorry. This, I just, I got, I, I summoned the decoy, and it, it was very, very needed. Um. I was going to say, why don't you talk to us about football, Eric? Because, yeah, football. Which I'm not putting my hopes up, but hell yeah. All right. Have you, let me phrase this carefully. Did you see any of the particular games from this weekend? Any of the highlight notable games that they hyped up repeatedly? Um, unfortunately, I did not get the chance to do so. Okay. Well, you, like, a random select few people, including a mutual friend of ours, who I'm actually in a fantasy football league with. Mm -hmm. But, needless to say, for everybody that has ever complained about parody in any sport ever played or created on the planet Earth, they can officially shut their mouth because it exists. Just this weekend alone, if you look at the teams that were ranked in the preseason top ten, number one, Auburn. They steamrolled USC. A, 50, a historic 52-6 to win and your coach still isn't happy means you're a great program. Everybody else is in trouble. Number two, Clemson. They had to survive a scare against Auburn. Number nine, Tennessee, survived a scare against Appalachian State. Uh, Number four, Florida State, had to come back from 22 points down to beat Ole Miss. That was just last night. I mean, all up and down the board, teams getting beat left and right. But arguably, the game... Of the weekend, of the season, probably one of the top football games ever. Texas getting revenge over Notre Dame. I was able to see most of it. As I had a friend, that friend of mine that I mentioned, she had a bet going on. Mm-hmm. She's up in Indiana, so she was clearly rooting for Notre Dame. Texas was up 31 to 14 and things weren't going so well. Notre Dame storms back takes a 35-31 lead. Texas goes down and scores. Now, after a touchdown, extra points are usually pretty routine, right? Right. Wrong. Not only was this particular extra point blocked, Notre Dame recovered it, ran it back about 90 yards, 
to get a defensive two-point conversion and tie the game. Texas would eventually go on to win 50-47 to in double overtime. But with the number of ranked teams that have lost, the number of ranked teams that nearly lost, and the fact that you already had your significant somewhat non-factor group of five just there to get a paycheck, and they win a game thanks to a stoic off of the upright in South Alabama against Mississippi State, this is going to be a very quirky college football season. <clears throat> I want to talk to you about the Canes, Eric. Yeah, Is there hope? Okay. I have said this on Twitter. I have gotten into an argument about a local with a local radio host. Well, almost an argument about this. Because of the coaching history of the Canes, I am not saying anything this season. <laughs> Good or bad. This just is. However, I am encouraged of the level of improvement that I've seen. Typically, fam, you should be a cakewalk. Under Al Golden, it was not. Under Mark Rick, it is. That is encouraging. But that's exactly where I'm going to leave it. I will say this. If by the end of 2017, I see us winning a title of some sort in 2019, then this is a successful hire. If I can't say that, then it's back to the drawing board yet again. But this season, I am good or bad. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Keeping my mouth shut and just playing this as it is. <laughs> you know what? I I actually I actually agree with you, Eric. I I really do. I can't I can't say anything either because I'm not gonna get my hopes up. It's like the same thing with the Dolphins. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna even I'm not gonna even say anything. I'm gonna be like, okay, Coolios, 
you lose, it's not surprising. If you win, congrats. Hope you can win in the next game. And let's move on. Oh, but with the Dolphins, it's much more of a dumpster fire. Oh, yeah. What about the Dolphins? What do you think? What do you What do you think, my friend? Uh, I'm encouraged that Tannehill has competition at quarterback. But let's see what Adam Gase is going to do with this team as a whole. Let's see what Steven Ross is going to do. He's invested money in the stadium. Fantastic. Now are you willing to make those same investments in the team? That to be determined. Who do you project is going to be going to the Super Bowl? Funny story about this. Oh, really? Yes. Those that have listened to the 2016 season preview for the Football Five, mm-hmm. which has been recorded and should be up tomorrow. Right. My prediction, and I'm not going to say exactly what it was. I'll tell you off air. My prediction was accused of me throwing darts at a dartboard. Sean, you were there. You heard some of the conversation. It's probably the crazy, one of the craziest things I've ever said, but I'm going to stick to it. It's going to surprise a lot of people. And if you think about it, it's going to make a semblance of sense. Not initially, But if you have been following the teams that I picked for the past couple of years, you'll know that it makes sense. Interesting. Interesting. You always give me interest, Eric. Keep me, keep me informed. What can can I say? I'm an interesting guy. I have my moments. Granted, some of those moments I can't quite say in certain situations in mixed company, but they're moments nonetheless. I just got, there's apparently breaking news for the Marlins that Giancarlo Stanton seems to be okay and may return to the Marlins for their regular season. Okay, and they're how far out of the wild card race? Um, I believe because they are playing with the Philadelphia Phillies, they are literally, if they lose this game, all hopes are gone. I rest my case. That's yet another dumpster fire and... Loria proves that he has no idea how to run a professional baseball franchise. Um, is that the president or is that a, Some a general sort of, GM? No, I think at minimum GM, but I think he's one of the head head honchos. Mm, okay. Um, the problem that I have with the Marlins is that they have always been known to be a team not made for playoff, but rather testing playoff potential players, in which case, mm. um, and then which case to sell off. Now, this is just from the years that I've actually gotten into uh, the Marlins baseball and actually have seen what, what we have to offer. Mm-hmm. And I get that feeling, but I, I sense that you don't agree with me. Why not? No. Are you familiar with Blockbuster? Yes. I think we had this discussion, actually. Yes. Remember the owner of Blockbuster? Yes. Wayne Huizenga? 
Yes. He used to own the Marlins. Okay. He always had this tactic. You assemble a fantastic young team because you have to do it dirt cheap. Which, because Miami is arguably a small baseball market, and Miami is not a baseball town, at least not on a professional level, which I'm sure you can attest to. Yes. You're not going to get a whole bunch of interest, and you're not going to be able to generate the revenue you need. So you build cheap. You wait, you wait, you wait, you wait. You go through a bunch of crap. All of a sudden, you have a 91-game win season. 91 and 71. You make the playoffs as a wild card. What do you do? You have a miraculous run and you win the World Series. Once you do that, you realize, I may not be able to afford any of these players. So instead of having a competent general manager trying to restructure deals, get packages together, so you can at least keep some of your guys for the long term, you do a complete fire sale. So you get to announce every home game, your defending world champion Florida Marlins, as you proceed to go 54 and 108. You repeat the process. You build, you build, you build. Young talent, dirt cheap, dirt cheap, dirt cheap. You have another 91 win season. Another wild card. Another miraculous run to winning a World Series. Six years later. What do you do yet again? Mm-hmm. Massive fire sale. You haven't been relevant since. New ownership, including Loria, has taken that stance. Instead of investing in a team, being sensible, knowing that you have to build in a small market like your American League neighbors to the north, my team, the Tampa Bay Rays, which rest in peace to any hope we have of being relevant for the next decade, No, you decide to tear down one of the sacred cathedrals in sports. A place that has seen championships, fantastic teams, that has been featured in documentaries, television shows, movies, you name it. A building of football that everybody recognizes. You tear it down to build a baseball park that is so opulent Mm -hmm. so egregious so over the top and unnecessary and you use every kind of slimy backdoor political deal in the book because you know damn way no one in seven hells would want the thing to even put shovel to dirt to begin with And you invest your time in doing that. Because you invest your time in doing that, you unfortunately have to get a lot of young, inexperienced players who, if the team didn't exist, would be struggling to break out of AAA, along with players who are past their prime. 
Now, the only thing, the only asterisk I have for this is Ichiro. He is still very competitive. Bless his heart. Congratulations. I knew he would get 3,000 hits. Unfortunately, he had to get his 3,000th as a Marlin, but he is exempt from this. Giancarlo Stanton setting a house on fire can hit the ball 500 feet. He's also exempt from this. But they're the diamonds in the rough. They're the times to where if you have the right expectations, those are the few times where you can get something right. But look at everywhere else where they've failed. Managerially, with personnel, in a division that, let's face it, has gotten significantly weaker. It has been more winnable over the past seventy years than I've ever remembered because if you don't have to deal with the Phillies after they've fallen off a cliff, you have to deal with the Nationals, and if you don't have to deal with the Nationals, if they have an off year, you have to deal with the Mets. That's it. That's it. But no, nothing. Nothing after nothing after nothing. And oddly enough, that same ballpark is hosting football games again. It just makes me sick. (laughs) (laughs) You poor thing. Yeah. Do you know uh, Jacob Wetterling? Mm. No, I'm coming up empty on that one. Um, because there was some breaking news this past weekend that the remains of Jacob Wetterling was found, and today was um. Oh, that's the kid that uh, was kidnapped back in 1989. Yes. Now I remember. Yeah, they they had that scumbag on trial and the things that he admitted to doing. Um, Needless to say, he will be taken care of in prison. I'm going to leave it at that. (laughs) That's that's actually a a good good, um, way to to say it. Actually, it's it's true that what he did was disgusting. And in fact, um, 27 years ago, and now, after they found his remains, he decides to go ahead and say what happened and actually confess to everything as part of a plea deal. Mm-hmm. So, nice job. Nice mm-hmm. job, I guess. Hi, people. People, 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 people. I'm going to try this again. This is the third time I've done this battle since we started the whole show. I just I can't give up. Again, I spent I spent so many hours trying to battle this this, this stupid god, and 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 nothing, nothing. I I was actually while I was talking to you, I think I would have been able to beat him if it wasn't for some thunder attacks he had, and then and then kill me with something else. Ugh. Yikes! This game, man. This is lightning. Um, returns Final Fantasy 13. I call it 13-3 only because of, uh, I need to be better at guarding. Why can't I be better at guarding? It's like Dark Souls all over again, but worse, I think. Oh, there's also, there, there's worse. If you go back and dig up my friend's YouTube channel, 
and discover the joy that is Final Fantasy Mystic Quest, you would understand. What was the game? Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. He did a Let's Play. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Way back in the day. <laughs> I, it, the thing is that the Final Fantasy games always, always have to feature a boss that's nearly impossible to beat. Isn't it's, that their style? It is. Like, for example, the only boss that I was able to beat or even come, like, close to actually beating it on one try was in Final Fantasy X. And I think it was because the the game was so, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's when it's when they, like, tone down the strength of a, of a character. Uh, nerfed. There we go. It was so nerfed that um, the only real hard character that I had really big troubles with was with Titus's dad and this other monster called Unaleska, who was also like the main villain of the of the series. And um, well, not main villain, but she was part of the reason why everything was going to crap, anyways. But um, I was struggling with that one. But that 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 game, I was able to get past the 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 monsters like easily this 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 game too i was able to get past it um past a lot of the monsters as well but damn man it's like why why you gotta be this way why you gotta be so rude just when i think i did escape to that song once and for all Die, die, God of whatever you are. And what, what's pretty cool about this game, though, is the, um, I guess some people didn't like it, but the game is very time-oriented. So when, for example, part of the whole idea of the game is that you, the game days, like the, the game time, is that the world has 13 days to live. And out of those 13 days, this is weird. Out of those 13 days, um, okay, here we go. You have to do the main quests, plus side quests, plus more. Like, hello? Like, come on, people. You know, you gotta, you gotta catch up on, on, on stuff. Like, there isn't enough time in the world sometimes. But I was actually telling Eric before the show started that I, was able to do the game very relatively quickly so that if I had wanted to, I had four days left worth of side quests, which now that I think about it, I probably should have done. (laughs) Because at this point, like, actually, I think if I had done the trials, I would have been able to do this, but I can't because I opened one trial and I can't defeat a monster. Which sucks greatly. Stop hitting me! Is it that it's job to hit you? <laughs> it doesn't need to hit me so hard, though. Like, Jesus. Die. Alright, well, it killed me anyways, but... I-, I don't know why, but I've been gaining an awful lot of respect. Because, uh, yeah... You have those moments where you have about five or six fantastic jokes in your head, but it's like, you know what? You probably shouldn't say them. So. Well, you might as well start 
releasing some jokes. I mean, how bad are they? Are they really that bad? Um, remember what I said about the one from the movie Training Day? Yeah. Oh, uh, there's a scene where Denzel Washington's character says, "We're gonna, or this happens, or they're gonna run a Chicago-style train on your girlfriend." Mm-hmm. Derrick Rose playing for the Bulls. Mm-hmm. Come on. Okay, either nothing clicked when I mentioned that, or... Nothing clicked, I'm sorry. Okay, how can I best explain? Um... How can I best explain this? Um... Alright, hang on. Another thing that's like a feature of Final Fantasy games is that there's two stages to the boss. Which is a pain in the butt because, like, I defeat the first phase of the boss. Really easy, you know? No, there's no there's no sign of it. Oh. That. I see. There you go. Ah. And then there was another inside thing about the hitting hard and yeah. That's that 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 was a nice thing to see. You see what I'm talking about? <laughs> oh, Eric, Eric, Eric. <sighs> You killed me after I used the potion. Like, hello, no. <sighs> As I was saying, Final Fantasy games tend to have, like, the double bosses, and you go throughout the whole game pretty fine, you know? Nothing too bad. And then mm-hmm. you come across the two boss, the two-stage boss, and you're like, but wait a minute, this wasn't in my contract! <laughs> hello? When were you going to tell me? You know? Mm-hmm. Sounds like you needed a better negotiator. Most likely. (laughs) Okay, so I got the first stage done again. Okay. Let's try the second stage. The second stage, it seems to be heavy based on magic, but I don't seem to have anything that's going to help me with that. Magic. What What were your favorite games growing up? Honestly, I wasn't very much of a gamer growing up. For me, it was just mostly, you know, me, TV, mainly Nickelodeon, Lego blocks, and I was just like, eh, whatever. <laughs> My life is good. <laughs> Did you hear that Stu Pickles from the Rugrats died? What? No! Yeah, you remember Stu Pickles, right? Yes! He died! Okay, seriously, 2016? (laughs) You need to stop it, because no, no. He took Stu Pickles from us. No. (laughs) They took took Stu Pickles away. Do you remember the Rugrats? Like, that was my show, man. It no, was you one had, of, like, I, your show, I had the whole lineup. Doug, Rugrats, Rocco's Modern Life when it came out, Ren and Stimpy. 
that was my block! Even now, I'm flashing back to where he had to make a pudding for Angelica because of the supposed broken leg. Dee Dee walked into the kitchen, asking why Stu was making chocolate pudding at four in the morning. And he said it beautifully, because I've lost control of my life. Do you remember, um, Rugrats grown up? Uh, not grown up in, like, that they were in their 20s and stuff, but... But they were, it was, like, 10 years later. I do remember yeah, that. Yeah, something around 10 years later. They were already in their teens, starting high school and stuff. And I remember that show. A lot of people say that it was bad. Um, I think what happens, though, is that the creators were so focused on trying to keep Rugrats alive because it was such a successful um, show for kids. Mm-hmm. And I think the same thing has happened with Dora, that they've tried to somehow make those childhood um, memories relevant still. Completely ignorant of the jokes that people have going on with Dora the Explorer right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, a classic example of something that has that I've always seen pretty much be successful was uh, Spongebob. How that show survived, I have no idea. Well, I can tell you actually how that survived just by looking at what's hap- what happened to Rugrats, like taking Rugrats as an example. Um, mm-hmm. Rugrats was the one, the grown-up one. Uh, we'll say grown-up so to keep it like kind of short and sweet. Um, they made it relevant for the generation that grew up with it. So, for example, me, when I started growing up, I actually was starting to see more of Rugrats than I was before in the sense of like actually living not as a toddler, but as a, you know, I would say middle school would be a perfect example. Okay. But then, then comes uh, that it was canceled. And I can understand too why it wasn't uh, lasting because... While it was trying to stay relevant, it was still deviating from a from the original audience. Mm-hmm. Rugrats was never made for anything beyond them being toddlers and doing the crazy stuff. Like, think about it. A mom, a mother, or for example, an adult, looks at that and says, Oh my god, I can so relate to that because my toddler does the same thing. I don't mind watching that because I know it's going to be relative and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But if you look at a, at a regret that is in middle school, high school, and you have to, you have kids that are not still yet at that age and are still going through stuff, and we all know that it's already difficult as it is. And I died again. <sighs> um, it it doesn't stay relevant. But then you have Spongebob, who doesn't grow old, um, unless you're, unless he's a meme, and in which case that's a different story all of, all of an entirety. But you have Spongebob, who from the get-go has had the job, the living on his own, the silly aspects, even the dirty adult jokes that nobody wants to admit, yet they were there. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know? So, when you look at Spongebob and why it's lasted so long, 
Well, it's not it's not really surprising because SpongeBob hasn't changed except bringing new content in the sense of uh, of jokes and whatnot. Uh, Rugrats, you actually had to restart everything and kind of give the original characters a different meaning, a different outlook, a different set of looks entirely. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from with that. And I can understand that now, especially because there were, and I actually had multiple conversations about this. There are certain shows that just aren't evergreen, and it goes with movies as well. They're great for that time and for certain perspectives. Like, one of the movies that I was talking about was Ghostbusters. Mm -hmm. I've seen the original Ghostbusters. So have I. You would agree that was great for the 80s. It was perfect for its era. Yes, yes it was. Even having seen the subsequent cartoon show, that was great for the 90s. It fit its era. And what I like about what they wanted to do with this Ghostbusters, I like the angle that it was going to be an all-female team. Okay. They had very excellent casting with SNL comedians, Melissa McCarthy, everything. That Mm -hmm. was fine. But... I knew automatically, especially as it got more and more hype, mm-hmm. this isn't going to translate. This no, is going to be bad. And it didn't. Um, in fact, I think, if anything, it probably has the same reception as if like a person of my age was to watch the original Ghostbusters. Right. And another one that I had a separate conversation about... Blue Lagoon. I I remember that movie. I haven't seen it, but I remember it. Yeah. Having watched it growing up, I thought, oh, this was quirky. Hey, he's got these scenes. Hey. You know, as a young teenager and whatnot, I may or may not to be need to be alone at certain times. But mm-hmm. as I've gotten older and I'm looking at it like I'm older. I was like, how did I get away with seeing this growing up? And even with Ren and Stimpy, people are like... Oh my god, yeah. I grew up with Ren and Stimpy, and it's like, yet you're a functioning adult? And I see in some of the episodes as I'm older, I'm like, I get what they're saying now. Yeah, I, actually, <laughs> I remember watching rewatching Ren and Stimpy, and all I'm like... Oh God! Why the hell would I ever watch this? It's so. Oh, and it's if so... you and if you ever saw the reboot, quote unquote, that they did on Spike TV some years ago, it yeah. was even worse. <laughs> I, I can only imagine. I mean, it's Spike TV, but yeah. that show was made for that, though. It was made for it, but I mean, <laughs> it, 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 you had a chance, like as that show was going on. You should have made the transition then, not have to pull it off 10, 10 years later. <laughs> it's like this show that I loved. It was on CBS over the summer about eight years ago called Swingtown. Mm-hmm. Homework assignment for this week. Look that up on Wikipedia. Swingtown? 
Yes. It was a very great show. Great show. Well done. Well acted. It gave you a peek into what the show was all about. Very well delivered. However, the very first episode, I said to myself, this is not going to last on network television. It should have been. It should be on cable. Mm-hmm. It lasted just that summer season, and that was it. Mm-hmm. I wanted more of the show, but no one else did. So I knew right away that was the problem from the get-go. And this is why I say with these shows, you only have one opportunity to truly get it right and to make it last. I agree. Especially in today's. Oh, yeah. It's just like the weird thing, especially you mentioned Spongebob not aging. Think about this. Of all the characters on The Simpsons, mm-hmm. only the children don't age. Everybody else does. What What do you mean? What do you want to say about that? Like, that would be your final thought. Like, what is, what is, what do you mean by that? Okay. And I, this is someone that I've been watching The Simpsons since, well, I started watching regularly when I was in fifth grade. So I was about nine. Mm-hmm. And I watched the show, watched the show. Whenever it was on in syndication, when I got home from school, I would watch a couple of episodes and watch the new ones on Sunday night. And this went on for like 10, 15 years. And I always noticed two things. How they planned out everything from their future casting, what would happen when Bart, Lisa, Maggie, and everybody grew older, mm-hmm. and all of the flashbacks. And I started taking note of the flashbacks. Mm-hmm. It was a, earlier seasons of the show that would flashback to the 80s and Krusty the Clown getting screwed out of a promotion mm-hmm. on the Olympics because of the Soviet boycott. And then they would flashback And the flashbacks would keep happening later and later and later until the flashbacks went on to where it covered the 90s. And I'm thinking to myself, Marge and Homer, 34, 35, 36, blah, blah, blah. At one point in the 90s episode, they were 40. But Bart's always 10. Lisa's always 8. And I think that's to the point to where while... The Simpsons has gotten the generations of fans that it has mm-hmm. that you had your hardcore fans watching from when it first came out in the early 80s, then as the 90s when you had people like me as kids start watching it, and you may have kids who start watching it now. That's great, but you also notice look at that time shelf or that shelf life of generations. 10, 15 years And now the big talk is, after nearly 30, how is it going to end? I'm thinking, if I'm The Simpsons, I want to get that ending sooner rather than later. Because as these generations go, you as writers are going to run out of ideas. And you have the old heads like myself that are going to see on to what you're trying to do and what you have to do. And are going to start asking questions and, as I have, stop watching. It's harder to attract the generations as you go forward. Well, 
Dun, dun, dun. Dramatic reverb. Yeah. Anyways, guys, unfortunately, we have reached the end of the show. I have just spent the whole hour still trying to beat a boss that I cannot still beat. Hey, better than playing card games. True. Um, I'm going to try again. Hopefully by next week, maybe I have trained my, my, myself enough to actually get there. But anyways, I am Saki. Thank you guys so much for watching. Be sure to follow me at Sakura underscore Steph 309. Go ahead and subscribe to my channel on YouTube at Sakura um, at Sakura Saki or sorry, Saki Sakura. I'm tired as you can see be, just from playing this. Them bitchy games are gonna ruin the brain cells. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Old Man over there. Um, Get off of my lawn! Back in my day, we had that fancy damn Nintendo. <laughs> We're hosted by the W2M Network. You guys can check out if um the episode on Spreaker. Um, I will be sure to have this video up, so be sure to like and subscribe. And I'm done for my spiel. What about you, Eric? Oh. Boy, that old man voice is starting to kill my vocal cords. I have to exercise more caution. Aside from that, follow me on Twitter, at Squid Sportshead. And the W2M Network is kind enough to not only host Foxy and Squid, they're hosting this week in the AFL, which is going to cover the Chinese League starting in October. You'll want to tune in. You'll also want to tune into the Football 5 to hear me and question my sanity or if I use a dartboard with some of my ideas. So if that's enough and you feel like you want to come at me with something, follow me on Twitter, at Squid Sportshead. Maybe if I get an opportunity, I'll have my Tumblr going again. Who knows? I'm scared for your Tumblr, and I already question your insanity. Anyways! Well, in my defense, I have two Tumblrs. Oh, God. Anyways, guys, we'll see you guys next week. Same time every time. Until next time, I'm Saki, and have a nice night, news. Bye. Do your homework, and don't forget to be awesome. Bye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.